Hello and welcome to the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly and I'm here to provide regular bursts of information and inspiration, some neuroscience applicable to eating disorder recovery, perhaps a few rants, but otherwise lots of positivity with a bit of a Feck It attitude, some fun and a sprinkling of fabulousness to help everyone find freedom in recovery. Hi, my lovely listeners, and thank you for listening to today's episode of the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly, and today's episode, I want to talk about how eating disorder recovery can be a bit like a game of whack-a-mole. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever played the game whack-a-mole, but you often see it at the fairs, or they probably sell it as a board game as well, where you have these little holes and you have a hammer and every time a little mole pops up out of a hole you have to hit him over the head and whack him back into it again and then another one pops up and you have to hit that back down and then another one and you have to hit that back down and it's you know it's meant to be a game that's entertaining and fun because I suppose well the game is entertaining and fun but eating disorder recovery can actually be a bit like that And when it applies to eating disorder recovery, the game of whack-a-mole is probably a little bit less fun and a little bit more frustrating. But nevertheless, it's there, it happens, so you're just going to have to get on with it, play the game, play the whack-a-mole game in recovery, beat those little moles or eating disorders over the head, back into their holes, and each time a new one pops up, you're going to have to hit that back down as well. So what exactly am I talking about? You're probably thinking, crikey, Helly has gone mad. What is she talking about? Well, if an eating disorder was a living creature, I think it would be a weasel. It wouldn't be as cute as a mole. And it probably wouldn't even be as cute as a weasel. But an eating disorder is a bit more like a weasel. It has many, many sneaky tricks that it will deploy to distract you, confuse you, terrify you, and if it really has its way, ultimately kill you. So if you think of an eating disorder in that way, when you're in recovery from the eating disorder, you really have to be vigilant to all the tricks that that little weasel can play and will play on you to try and keep you trapped, keep you in the illness, stop you from recovering. Because I know when I was in eating disorder recovery, I often felt like I'd been doing really, really well in recovery. I'd been fighting against the illness. I'd been addressing a lot of food rules I had and overcoming them. I had been addressing a lot of my disordered behaviours, I'd been making myself rest more, I'd been eating a lot more food. But then only to find that while my back was turned and I thought, yeah, I'm doing this recovery thing, I'm doing all right. While I was, you know, being a bit too complacent perhaps, a new rule or behaviour had popped up to replace one of the others. And then eventually I'd noticed this new behaviour had come along and I'd think, oh shit, now I've got to address that one as well. Where did that come from? And that's where it's a game of whack-a-mole. You think you're doing okay, you've hit a load of the moles down and then when your back was turned another one's popped up and you didn't even realise it and you've got to hit that back down as well. 
And there were so many times in my recovery attempts that I'd overcome one eating disorder hurdle only to find that I'd unwittingly developed another powerful symptom to overcome. And then that new symptom could be just as challenging, just as terrifying to overcome as any of the others ever were. So an example of this might be that I'd managed to conquer having a huge breakfast each morning. And I'd been doing really well making myself do that every single day. And I'd feel proud that I'd achieved that. But then I would step back and take a look again at the bigger picture of my day or my week and find that, oh, the yogurt I'd always had with lunch had suddenly not been there. Or, oh, I used to have a snack at this time and maybe I haven't been having that or it was been getting a bit less than it used to be. And so sneaky little things had crept in to unconsciously compensate for the fact I was having the bigger breakfast. And as I say, that wasn't conscious, it was unconscious, it was the eating disorder just trying to sneak in there while my back was turned. Or perhaps I'd managed to spend all day sitting down, day after day, which before my movement compulsions would never let me do, but then the little evening walk, the very short evening walk I used to still let myself have, which I probably shouldn't have done, but I did at that time, because I'd tell myself I definitely needed that trip to the shops. That little evening walk had become longer and more compulsive, and suddenly I couldn't go a day without doing it, which I could before. And I spoke about this in the episode I made, made about exercise and compulsive exercise. But in the past, I managed to stop formal exercise, which was much earlier on during my eating disorder. And I stopped the sports which were dangerous and compelling. And I replaced them with gentle yoga, which I was encouraged by professionals to do. Only to find very quickly that the yoga had become just as compulsive, just as socially disabling, and just as disordered as the formal sports were. And there are so many other ways that the eating disorder can sneak in, in much smaller ways, little behaviours or routines, which to the outsider are effectively innocent to look on. You know, they don't look like they're anything disordered, but in your mind, when you step back and take a look at your day or your routines, you suddenly realise, oh my goodness, I'm doing this and it's part of the eating disorder. It's, I'm not doing this because I need to do it. I'm not doing this because I really want to do it. It's part of the eating disorder. It's compulsive. I'm too scared not to do it now. These little sneaky things that the eating disorder will creep back into your life are ways that the illness helps to keep you calm and feeling secure in a very false way. They're little things that, you know, make you feel safe in a little safety zone, this very fake safety zone that the eating disorder can create. But they're also things that will keep you ill and they will stop you from recovering fully. So as you eat more and address the compulsions, address the movement compulsions, address the compensatory behaviours you've got. Notice the tiny new rituals that can appear 
for example, you might have addressed the compulsive walking only to find that you're now going up and down stairs several times a day when, when you don't really need to. Or maybe you're suddenly only using certain cutlery for no particular reason. Or maybe you're having to cut a sandwich up in a certain way. But because you're eating the sandwich now, you think that's okay and other people around you think that's okay. Well, yes, it is okay, but not if you can't eat a sandwich without cutting it up in that way. There are so many ways in which the eating disorder will sneak in and will keep a hold on you. So just be vigilant to it. Find out where that little weasel or that little mole is popping up and get your sledgehammer ready to whack it back down by facing it, addressing it, telling it, no, I'm not going to do these things anymore. Getting through eating disorder recovery intact and overcoming every little eating disorder symptom, spotting new ones as they arise and whacking them back down is a game of vigilance. And it is sheer exhaustion as well. It's bloody exhausting to do all this. But unless you do play this game of whack-a-mole in recovery, the chances are that the eating disorder will keep a hold on you. Even if it's tiny, even if it seems insignificant, tiny and insignificant weeds in your brain grow. A bit like tiny and insignificant weeds in the garden grow until they take over your garden again. Weeds in your brain that are disordered will grow and suddenly those tiny weeds have turned into bigger weeds and bigger weeds until you're back where you started. So keep those weeds there and you don't win the game of whack-a-mole and ultimately then you don't recover. So get playing whack-a-mole, whack those little moles back down, find out where that eating disorder is trying to pop back in without you noticing. Really, really step back and look at your day each day. Try and evaluate where the eating disorder did show up when you perhaps weren't even noticing that it had. It's sometimes only when we step back and review the day, review the week, review the month even, and think, okay, where's the eating disorder showing up now? You've got to find it. You've got to whack it back down. You've got to address it. And sometimes it can help to have people to help call you out on that as well. So if you need to use accountability partners, then do that. Find people who will help you notice where the eating disorder is still creeping into your life and who will help you whack it because two people hitting it can be better than one. So I hope that's helped. I hope that's given you a little bit of motivation to really go and get your whack-a-mole hammer out for the rest of today. My name's Helly. I'm an eating disorder recovery coach. If you want to know more about me, then you'll find me on hellybarnes.com. And otherwise, I will speak to you again soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Feck It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. Don't forget, eating disorder recovery doesn't have to be boring and doesn't have to be serious. Now go and grab yourself some food and have a fabulous rest of the day.